Welcome to Keepers of the Word. We are an esoteric study group of Freemasons whose purpose is of sharing knowledge of mystery schools and debunking misconceptions about Freemasonry. You're here with Mike, Ron, Joe, and uh, our special guest, Jonathan. Any of the opinions expressed on Keepers of the Word do not reflect the opinions of other organizations or Masonic lodges. Today's topic... We've gotten away from what our forefathers originally intended this fraternity to be, where men of like-mindedness could come together and make impacts on society, while being able to be a free thinker amongst sheep. We owe it to our members to give them that form of masonry, where they can feel free to make the decisions necessary to not only improve their lodges, but the fraternity as a whole. Unfortunately, in California, this form of Freemasonry is slowly diminishing and lodges are being forced to close their doors left and right due to finances and lack of interest. It is our hope this episode to shed light on what the true Masonic experience is and what the fraternity really has to offer. If those seeking are willing to put forth the effort to make it happen in their lodges, We hope you all leave with a sense of what Freemasonry truly is and what it has to offer to its current members. The Masonic Experience. What is the process for seeking admission into a Masonic Lodge? Um, Locate. Find a lodge in your community or outside of your community. Every lodge has a different personality and the peoples of lodges are different everywhere you go so if you have interest in knocking in seeking the light um, first check in your local community and if you work in a different community maybe check there and for most people either they know right away or they don't know right away so if you know right away that that lodge that has a certain personality is going to be your fit then that's the beginning of the seeking so something that is proximity, the, the, close proximity to where you live, um, something that is where you mesh well, uh, you 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 feel good around the people around around because each lodge has its own its own energy, you its know, own its own culture. It's it, it's each one is very different, and you need to find where you fit in and where where all your where where you're gonna because you're gonna be there for a long time, so you know you you need to fit. Um, one, another thing is you need to prove to the existing members that you are serious about joining by helping with various events, projects in and around the lodge, which means, you know, when I first started, it was, I was, we were washing dishes, we were cleaning up, we were, uh, doing the grunt work, you know, as an EA, uh, that's what's expected of you. And, you know, in order to go through the prospecting and, uh, through your degrees, you're going to there. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to use the word hazing, but you're going to have to put in some work. You know, that's, I think that's hashtag not hazing, not hazing, no hazing whatsoever. Um, when you and the members feel you are ready, submit your application or ask for an application. Um, that's first and foremost is asking. And how do you know when to ask for the application? Well, I guess that depends on, each individual and the particular lodge that they're at. I mean, here at our lodge, 
if someone were to show up one night and ask for an application, there's probably no one here that would immediately give someone an application that night because not only do we want the candidate to know that this is the place he wants to be, we want to know that we are guarding our West Gate, that we are are protecting ourselves, protecting our our brethren, our friends, our energies, our magic from outside sources. And, you know, we there's going to be a vetting process at this particular lodge before an application is handed out. And that even goes for current members who are masons of other lodges. We also want to make sure that, you know, you're a right fit here. I'm not saying that, you know, these it's again, it's the mesh, it's the flow. If it doesn't flow, it doesn't go. Uh, that's the way I feel about it. That's very true. That's uh, in my instance, I came over from another lodge and there was a vetting process. Um, you know, most people think that, oh, you can just bounce from lodge to lodge to lodge. And like you said, there is a culture and the culture of this lodge was the culture that I wanted. But the lodge had to accept me. The lodge had to, you know, I did basically a lot of the same things that the EA did. Uh, and it was the vetting process that was the beautiful, uh, that brought the brotherhood together, that I got to see a lot more of the brothers and uh, got to interact more, doing more activities. So it was, you know, the vetting process here at uh, L.A. Harbor is is second to none. I love it. Well, I'm glad you had that experience. Um, and we, we do have a special program here. We This isn't something that's necessarily ritual or part of the Grand Lodge or anything like that, but we have a program here that we refer to as the Lynx program. Uh, you can see our large chain that's on the table here. We don't necessarily... That's uh, just an example of the chain, but we do have a program for our newly... our new prospects that have turned in an application, are about to get their degrees to go through, um, where we require them to carry a, a piece of chain that has seven links on it that will bind them to the fraternity. And And we started this program quite a few years ago here, and it, it's been very successful because it's a, it is a prospective type of program. It's an expectation program for the candidates, but most importantly, it's a program that gets people involved. And so many times within masonry, we hear that people go to a lodge and they get their degree and they go home and they don't meet anyone and they don't know anyone. And then next thing you know, they've gotten their second degree and then they've gotten their third degree and now they're master masons and they paid their dues and they have their card and they don't ever come back to lodge again because they didn't mesh with anyone or they didn't connect with anyone or they didn't know anyone and so now they're just you know a card carrying mason someone who's paying dues and had an experience and that's it and they go home so the nice thing about our program that we have here at LA Harbor is that it gets the the initiates involved with you know whether it be busting suds in the kitchen and or or helping clean up or pick up or or be around it's forcing them to meet people that are here at the event. So they're getting to know faces, they're getting to know names, they're getting familiarized with everyone from the lodge and not necessarily just the one guy that invited them to come down or the nobody that they just 
sent a message to the Grand Lodge and, and got directed to their local lodge here. So you got to vibe, man, with everyone. And so our, 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 one of our newest initiates, who is now an EA that has uh, been given his links and becoming part of the brotherhood here at LA Harbor, is Jonathan. So you, uh, where are your links? Yeah, that's one of the requirements right. is that the they keep their links on them. And if anyone asks to see their links, they need to see the links. They have to show them. In order for this guy to be able to go all the way through, we require him to have at least one of those seven done at the end, and he can lose them. Luckily, we've only had, I think, one brother that lost links ever since we started this link program. Most of the brothers that go all the way through are very proud of the fact that when they get to the I end, they seven. have their seven. Yeah, I was, Congratulations. I was, yeah, so give us a little, uh, give us, talk to us about your experience thus far, John. Well, my experience with uh, Freemasonry, with uh, you guys, I was told to check out a couple lodges before I uh, decided to choose one. Um, what did I expect when I came to this lodge? Nothing of what I thought was going to happen happened. Met a bunch of guys. We hung out, got to know each other. Still didn't know what the process to get in was. Um, I think I uh, I bonded with... Uh, one of the guys, Joe, asked him, when are we all hanging out again? How can I get to know these guys? The reason why I even came to Freemasonry was uh, uh, prior three years uh, before Masonry, I was on a spiritual journey and uh, dabbling in uh, many spiritual aspects, learning many religions and stuff. And uh, I figured it was time to stop doing things without guidance. And if there was any organization that knew what was going on in the spiritual world didn't have to be a, you know, what they call a secret society. And I figured, you know, you guys say you're not a secret society. It's a society of secrets. I figured it's the best place to come search and, and find my group of guys. If, you know, all you see on YouTube is uh, YouTube universities, which you guys call it, mm -hmm. is uh, conspiracy theories and, you know. Illuminati. And I figured, Damn. you know, if you, you, you can't beat them, you got to join them. But <sighs> when, when, you, when you start thinking about beating what, it's all really perspective. Like, there, there really is no bad in the world. It's really all perspective when you really start thinking about it. And uh, when uh, you're not afraid to change your perspective on stuff, you figure, okay, it's time to go in and, and check what this thing is all about. So, And, you know, my, my father was one and my grandfather was one, so I figured, hey, they're not bad people. Why not go check it out? So, well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. You know, it's been nothing but a good experience oh, no, uh, me for too. me on my end, and I believe everybody else has nothing but good things to say, which is great. Um, so let's let's go into what is expected as far as a commitment of service at at time at lodge when prospecting. Um, so examples: uh, what have you done as far as you know prospecting in in the lodge to you know, get your actual application? Well, I figure, uh, what have I done? Well, it's been a, a lot of work. Um, you know, in the biker community, you got something called prospecting here. It's the same thing, except uh, you got to change your perspective on stuff. You can't come here if you're not willing to build a team or do something for your future brother or you hate doing something for the person that's asking you to do it. You got to do it out of love. 
and uh, a lot of it's charity work and you know your brothers need to know that you're going to be there for them and if you're not willing to show that over here don't don't even do it I mean the only reason why I kept doing it I was willing to prospect for a year two years I've heard people gone longer back in the days and uh, that's something you have to do out of love for your peers just so they know that you got their back so you know that's something that I I was anything I was told to do just go ahead and do it don't don't even put on a face so a lot of it came out to, you know, for me, it was just being present and helping out and, you know, taking care of what needs to be taken care of here, whether it's work parties, fixing up the lodge or, you know, taking care of your home away from home, making sure it's nice and tidy and everything's cleaned up. But the the, the, the good part about it, and I, ex- I experienced this uh, in the kitchen when I was with uh, Ed Taylor one time, we were cooking. And he's like, how often can you tell me when you, you cooked with one of your really good brothers, really good friend, and you had a good time, and you were there just making food, and you you were happy to put out that food for the rest of the brethren or the rest of their families. And I really sat and I thought about that. I'm like, wow, you know what? This is an experience. I'm in the moment right now. And this is this is something that I don't get to do very often. So it was special to me. And every time I'm in the kitchen with somebody, it's one of those things that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life because it's not very often you do that or you can say you do that. You know, and it's, it's those little things in masonry that build up the fraternity to what real brotherhood is. And I, I think a lot of people don't expect that. But again, each lodge is different. Each lodge has different expectations. Uh, there isn't one. I, don't, I couldn't say there isn't one hole of what you would explain masonry to be as far as the lodge, the, the lodge itself. Yeah. Cause each one's going to be different. Um, you know, it, to me, it, it's, it's those little things that really make it special for me, you know, and being able to, to hang out with brothers. And you know, like Jonathan was talking about the, from the motorcycle perspective of a prospect prospecting is really about humbling yourself being willing you have to be willing to do whatever you're asked or told to do and and not have an attitude about it not let your ego get in the way it is absolutely about humbling yourself and when you think about it from a free freemasonry point of view it's a similar aspect and the benefits of a prospecting process, whether it be through motorcycle world or through a f- through masonry, is that that humbling process gets you into the perspective that everyone else has done this too. Yeah, and on my side, it was very similar from the lodge that I was uh, initiated in. Uh, I had a very strong uh, worshipful masters, uh, Seb Bedoyan. Uh, David Savage, Michael David Smith, and when I first started, I was doing the same thing. I was going in, preparing the food, helping clean up, and what got to me was the humbling part. You know, I was seeing these same guys doing the same thing, and, you know, quiet as it is, we're alpha males. This is a group of alpha males, and (laughs) for the most part, (laughs) and especially in this group, but it's the camaraderie, the binding, you know, that we, we look to help each other. It's not, oh, I'm better than this. I can't do this. 
you know, we all throw out trash. We all do this. Work. Yeah. We all wash dishes. Everybody we all dry. It. There's our, there's a secret. There you go, guys. You the go. secrets oh, of Freemasonry secret. is washing. You're going to wash dishes and you're going to, you're going to wash dishes with a 32nd degree. <laughs> you're going to wash dishes with a second degree. Uh, maybe a jester, a jester, maybe, maybe you know? a Shriner, <laughs> maybe a secret Illuminati agent that is trying to take $300 from you. They don't get yeah, They try that to guy. It. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, it's on the level and that's some that's something that we say in masonry everybody be on the level because it doesn't matter what you do for a living or who you are in society when you're how in, much money you how have, much money you have where you came from when you're in this lodge it's you're just in this you're just a person you're here. a brother you're a brother i don't see anything outside of that and you know we we accept you and that's what it's one of us one of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's 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 kind of weird to say you know being on the level and and you know seeing people from different walks of life um coming together and accomplishing great things and what i mean by accomplishing great things is you know we do a lot of philanthropy a lot of work um, giving back uh, in, in la we have the masons for mitt program um, there's a bunch of other programs uh, um, raise a reader program. There's a bunch of stuff that we raise money for to help out our local communities. And we do that because we know that these things are important. We have to give back. Gratuity is probably the first and foremost thing as a person that you should be doing in order for you to, you know, as ascend to a higher sense of consciousness. That's what I feel. Um, and I feel that masonry brings that out of you in, in different ways and there's, you know, meeting new people, people that you mesh with. Um, I, I think that that's very beneficial. So moving right along. <laughs> um, different aspects, you know, you, you have the friendships and the brotherhoods, uh, brotherhood, character and, and leadership building, uh, philanthropy, uh, spiritual knowledge and support. Uh, community services. Um, I would I would want to say you know not every lodge has uh, you know esoteric programs or esoteric um, uh, esoteric study group. And you know when I started at this lodge, it didn't exist. I had to uh, really connect with certain people in this lodge in order for us to really create this group. And you know a lot of people think that. You know, every lodge is is like is deep rooted in the esoterics and they're not. And that's OK. You know, some people aren't searching for that. Yeah. Fortunately, we were able to create that here and build it on to what it is now. And now we have a nice following on Instagram. Um, we got the show on YouTube. Uh, we got our own website. We have a lot of things going in a positive direction. Um, and we're, and we're doing something we enjoy yeah, and that we yeah. feel brings value to the fraternity and hopefully our followers believe the same thing. Yeah, I think um, um, going forward, there's just so much so much stuff we could cover in, you know, the occult aspect and the hermetic aspect and the Masonic aspect. And there's a lot to learn from these things. And. Um, if you're searching for a lodge that's going to give you this, that's going to help you get down these paths and these roads of knowledge, I think you really need to look at specific lodges um, that kind of cater to that. If you're just looking for a place for, for just brotherhood and, you know, 
a, more of a social setting, then that's cool too. Cause you know, masonry is kind of both. It's a mystery school and it's, it's a little bit of everything for everybody. It's a social club as well, yeah. you know, and you got to find your right spot, you know? And for me, and I think other lodges in the LA area, uh, for instance, uh, you know, you have South Pasadena and Fauche, uh, Culver City Fauche. Yeah. They're known for, for being, you know, heavy in the esoterics, which is, you know, right up our alley. We're also in that same category. Um, Don, have you heard of any other lodges in that aspect? Well, uh, haven't heard of too many lodges, but over the last several months, especially since uh, Keeper's been picking up, I do a lot of traveling and... I get notices from brothers from different lodges that are either following the show or, you know, want to be on the show. So it's for those lodges out there that don't have that esoteric side of it, we're giving it to them, you know, along with the South Pass and the uh, uh, Fauché. Fauché, uh, But, you know, we're a little bit more out there with, especially with the show and things along that line. So we are reaching people with it. So like you said, it's it, not every lodge has this culture. And if it's something that you want, you have to look for it. Yeah, it's not going to come yeah, knocking at gonna... your door. Definitely. And and if, you, and if you're interested or think that you want to bring this type of culture to your lodge, it may be a very interesting road to go down because sometimes, sometimes you're going to go up against individuals or groups within your lodge that have absolutely no interest in it and don't want to have anything to do with it and may not want it at your lodge. We were fortunate here to be able to have people say we we're not interested, but if that is something that you're interested in and you want to do, then do it. You know, it's so, so what really sparked me um, once I started studying more of the esoterics with the brothers here I already knew the magic of our ritual, you know, just reading through our books and the, especially the initiation, which um, I know you guys are going to touch on. It was, it was magical. You know, it's a moment in the initiate's life that it's, it's beginning of a new and for a brother to not see that or not understand it is a loss. It's a shame. Total loss. It's a shame. It's it's a transmutation. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. It's alchemical. It's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. It's it's a transmutation. I always look forward to first degrees. As Marshall, um, I like being the one to interrogate and go out there and, and really let you know how serious this is. Are you ready for this? Because at this this is the point where you can leave. You know, before we go into the actual ritual, we're telling you that is. You know, you here's your to, chance. Here's your chance. Here's your out. You know, if you need out, this is it. Because if not, once you're in, I mean, you know, blood in, blood out. <laughs> <laughs> Get down to I'm just hand. kidding. It's really not that gangster, but it's uh, it's 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 special. It's deep. It's something that it it gets you at your core once you once you're getting initiated, because it's really trying you as a person, and it's making you trust somebody. It's making you trust somebody without even you know, really knowing what's going to happen. And I think that's the special part about it. Um, Where was, where were we were in South Pasadena with Julio Luna one time and he showed us their room of reflection. Yes. 
Yes. And we, he started to talk to us about the room of reflection and how, you know, they're one of the few lodges that have it. So all of a sudden our, our, our wheels started turning and we all got together and said, you know what, we need to make one here. We want a chamber of reflection for our ritual. Yes. Which Grand Lodge of California allows. Um, there's not a specific ritual for it. There's some real light parameters that they recommend as far as what to do but there's not a specific ritual so for the most part we just pretty much have to get a approval from our um from our inspector that it's you know here here's what we plan on doing and he says cool Good. that's that's within cmc's we're we're okay to do that so we created our chamber of reflection here Yes. And I believe we, you know, it was a bunch of brothers that got together. We put in a lot of blood, sweat and tears and created this room of reflection that is for me is very special because I mean, we literally put it together we, ourselves, yeah. right? We put our, ourselves, our into souls it. are in there. Yeah. Our, our magic, our is energy, in there. our energy is in mm -hmm. there and we want to pass it down to people like John. So John, let's talk about your experience. When I, when we, when I first introduced you to the room of reflection, what were you thinking? I mean, it starts way before that. It starts the weeks prior, you knowing that that that's something you have a choice whether you want to do or not, and not knowing anything about it. Um, well, well, let, let's let's go back a little bit. Um, this whole coming to a lodge and and getting to know the people it's it's an interview both ways. You you got to be able to trust the people that you're coming and you want to become their brother with, kind of thing. Um, one of the, one of the things was I, I, I work a lot, I'm a workaholic, uh, a few weeks back, I, uh, I ended up in the hospital, dehydration, bad diet, working a lot. And, uh, every guy in, in this lodge reached out to make sure that I was okay and did whatever they had to do for me outside me being in an emergency room to make sure that things were going to be okay. You, you actually uh, feel good when you know you have that kind of backup. Uh, going into a room of reflection, you start knowing these guys that they won't lead you into anything bad. You don't know what to expect. You don't know whether it's a bad thing, a good thing, uh, something magical. You, you have no clue. Going into this room of reflection and uh, being the workaholic that I am, it was the first moment that I actually got to be in the present time. I, I got to think and and feel for myself and and so you got to reflect yes i got to reflect and uh you know i don't i don't i don't you know i know i can talk about it but i'd rather not talk about it because i'd rather it be it's personal no i i i mean i would like to share later on with everybody but i i more want to keep the magic and i want to keep it what it is I want people to feel the same way that I felt going into it so they get the same experience. And if, they the if, right. if they have the opportunity to have the opportunity to do it, correct. Um, it, it's a great thing. And, and, it's, and it kind of expanding on, on your experience and in, in getting into the Chamber of Reflection, it's a room that is very dark, and it's made for you to kind of uh, be a little more in tune with what's around you you're going to be afraid by being alone and in the and darkness in the dark. mm -hmm. so that's going to make you look fear. inward that's going to make you pull deep down inside that courage that you need 
Because if you're not if you're not ready, you're going to walk out of that room. You're going to leave. You're going to be like, I don't want this. But if you dig deep, you will get through. You will not feel feel fear and fear will kind of dissipate at some point because you're going to be powerful within. And I, a lot of things in, you know, all my life through you know, I was raised Catholic through religion. You're you're taught to seek God outward. You're taught to look for God. Right. But you're never, ever taught to look within. You know, I feel me personally, I feel through frequency and vibration. We all we all are one. We're all we all are kind of the same consciousness, yet we're not right. We're touching on things and we're not touching on things. And I feel that we're all made of the same stuff that we were created with, you know, and and vice versa. So as above, so below, you know, it's as within, so without it's within you, you need to look within and that's where you're going to find God. That's where I found God, especially when going on our trips, when we're digging deep into psilocybin and we're out there looking for God, we're actually looking inward. It's another, it's a different way of reflection, you know? And I think that that chamber is very deep for me. And I think the way we designed it was for you to really, really focus. And I hope you got that. I hope you really, cause you still have some more to go, you know, and there's going to be other lessons taught. And I really hope you, you get that experience and you, you take it further because it's, it's very beneficial. Yeah. And, uh, shortly right after that, I mean, cause you don't know what's happening after that either. Right. Um, all I remember is, uh, one of the brothers telling me, uh, just remember that there's always somebody with you. And even then, you have to have faith in your brothers that are around you during the initiation process because you don't know what the hell is going on. But it it, it was a, a very spiritual moment, a very good moment, and a very pure moment. So it was, it was a good experience for me. Yeah, that's how it was with the My Chamber of Reflection. I was had the opportunity of having mine in a, in a certain location that nobody else had. And I was the only person within that lodge that has ever done that. Can and, you tell us where this location was? Oh, I'll tell you guys on the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, the experience was, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, when I tell you guys a story, you're just going to be like, wow, let's go. But it's, uh, it was very similar to the uh, Chamber of Reflections here and exactly what Jonathan said. It's something that you, you can't explain it. You know, the, the going in, uh, that was the first time I actually went into a deep meditative state uh, because I was surrounded in total darkness. I had to know that, man, if something comes in, am I going to protect myself? And I was just like, I'm good. I got brothers downstairs. You know, they're going to take care of me. They, I got this. I got that. And it was, it was a total spiritual experience that, how you said, I searched inside. And even when I went on to the uh, went to the retreat with the brothers this year, it was the same feel. It was like the whole thing was over again, but I wasn't in a room, so to speak, because I was in a room there. But I was in a group of brothers that I knew again. I'm with brothers that fear not. I'm good. You know, the power was within. Anything goes on, everything's taken care of. There was no worries. And that's what I got out of the, a lot out of the Chamber of Reflections. And I'm really glad to hear these experiences because unfortunately I didn't get that experience. 
and I was I was very um, you know disappointed and and I'm happy to have created that for others so that way now I can live that through them so I want to ask you these questions and I'm like aha yeah you know I'm I'm seeing okay this did work this did and it makes me happy yeah. it makes me very happy so um, anything else you want to cover as far as the Masonic experience and your and your side you know, well, you came from, you know, your father was a Mason. I did. It's, it was, I didn't get the chamber experience. I, I absolutely, I'm at a different place in my life now than I was when I started my Masonic journey 14 years ago. And yet, even with not being kind of magically minded at the time, it was a magical experience and I can absolutely look back and reflect upon my experience and realize how magical it was. And I especially know, I, I, I guess to a certain point I knew within myself, I mean, being, you know, having certain senses heightened during that experience, you're paying attention to things that you wouldn't necessarily pay attention to if you had all of your senses available so there was that and then there's there's a certain part of there's a certain part of the ceremony during our first degree that is was for me exceptionally enlightening and and to hear other brothers tell me similar aspects of their portion of that ceremony that is very was a very similar experience and and when they when they saw the worshipful master you know it was it became just something that imprinted in their brain and you know i for me i got that and and to hear other brothers say that that it was a point in their degree that they absolutely will remember for the rest of their lives as well it's it's obvious that it's magical because yeah. that's something that that it's the experience it's the journey it was a journey and there was something that was taken away from that journey that will never 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 die yeah, it was um, a couple of weeks ago well, a couple of months ago that i know michael you and i were talking about the different things with the the ritual and when you said it was magical that's when i started thinking about it and i was like wait a minute and everything is done for a reason when you started Intent. explaining it to me. And, you know, I'm very aware of things that I do in Lodge now, because especially during initiations, because it's a, it's a process. There's some, you know, serious male magic going on in there. And that's something that can't be broken. That's, that's our strength. Speaking our- of male magic. <laughs> Uh, do you feel it should stay male magic or do you, do you feel it should be on that male tip? Are we going there? We're going there. We're going there. I have to go there. Um, Okay. What I, what I feel is definitely the fact that this is something that has endured many years, uh, 300 plus years, uh, male dominated. And it's not because of a, uh, chauvinistic or misogynistic, misogynistic, uh, attitude it's that energy that magic you know in nature everything works for a reason and where 
our fraternity started was for that same purpose, uh, for the building of communities, for assistance and different things. And that male bonding is what builds the team. That energy is what builds the team. That magic is what has made our fraternity last for 300 plus years. Not a lot of other things involved. So what we're alluding to is there's a, um, an article that came out in our recent Freemason magazine. We're going there. Yeah, we're going there, right? Okay. Well, I just want to make sure. There. I Fuck just want to make sure let's about it. Let's address it. about the um, co-masonic and female masonic orders, which are not recognized. And by recognized, we say irregular, irregular, or not you clandestine, know, but irregular. Correct. So it, they're identified by our Grand Lodge as an organization. And, and but they're not recognized in the fact that we would sit in lodge with them. However, there was an article that came out recently, and I got wind of the article, and I know that it's got a lot of has some people talking about it and stirred about um, women Masonic and co-Masonic orders, and um, and I guess some of the brothers are just questioning or concerned about the direction of the fraternity in California, at least is, is this a direction that our grand lodge is looking at? Because with all fraternal orders, since I think it was 1955, we've been on a constant decline in general. Um, not only masonry, but every fraternal order, whether it be odd fellows or mooses or, Elks and and almost all those other fraternal orders have gone to allowing women within their orders. So someone told me recently that even the odd I know the odd fellows used to be odd fellows and Rebecca's, but now apparently no, the odd fellows yeah. are are both. And and so is this the direction that our Grand Lodge is looking at? And um, just know, having that conversation and, and putting it on the magazine and and. I'm pretty sure it raised a lot of, it raised mine, you know, cause it's telling me, okay, this is your, you're kind of opening that door. And me personally, it's not for me. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm just speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for anybody else here. I'm speaking for myself. It's just not for me. Um, I, I've, I've talked about this in other episodes where I'm talking about the male, the male magic, the male energy, energy. And once you change that, it, it changes it all. It's going to change. It, it would have it an change. impact. And, you know, I, we have friends in, in other orders that have their own orders that are, you know, like Siren, she has her own order. That it's all women. And she has her uh, order that, you know, it's both. But at the same time, it's, it's once you, once you start changing those dynamics in lodge, it really, really messes with certain people as far as how you carry yourself the conversations you can have and things like that. It's, it's, it's now a completely different fraternity or can you even call it a fraternity? Order. Because it's no longer a fraternity. It's, it's something else because well, a fraternity is all brothers. It's all male, you know? And I think well, that's where well, we'll get our arguments about that. I've seen that yeah, over and over again on certain a, a woman brothers. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. that, I don't know for me. Well, that's, and then it's a whole different uh, initiation process totally different yeah then you know, for, for that's me a lot of changing that we'd have to do i'm just i'm not saying you know i'm not saying women cannot learn what 
is going on. You know, I'm, you know, I'm all for education, but. And I'm not saying that those Masonic orders that are women only are anything less than what they are. I mean, I mean yeah. they're, they're good. They're just, uh, they're not for me. Yeah, yeah. For me. I mean, I'm just saying like, you know, why wouldn't you call it something else? You know, like, <laughs> like why does it have to be masonry? Or, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that, that they, they can't learn, you know, things that are going to make you a better person. I'm just saying, why does it have to be the craft that's been like this since 1717 and either further back, going back to the, the stone guilds? Um, that's just the way they were, you know, that's, that, that's a tradition. I like to, I like the tradition that's for me in general. Um, I just feel like there's, there's a lot of brothers out there, a lot that are just not with it. And there's a good amount that are, that are okay with it. And, you know, we're going to agree to disagree and that's okay. But, you know, you have to pay attention to the bigger picture. I feel if you don't, then you're going to lose a very, very large demographic and who knows where they'll go. You know, it's. Well, if the fear is because of uh, like the Odd Fellows, Elks, Moose, uh, Moose Lodge, all those that were declining, uh, the fear is, okay, there's a, de a decline. I'm not saying that that's the reason for a decision like this, but there really isn't a decline, um, especially within this lodge, you know, uh, with the education that's provided here and the true Masonic traditions being, you know, uh, put in place here, we've, we've brought in different prospects. We've, or, you know, candidates, people interested in the craft again because of exactly uh, the model that's here is pretty much the model that's been standard. You know, there's a lot of changes. There's been a lot of upgrades and, you know, a lot of uh, over the years things will evolve. But the basic tenets have stayed. And it's, uh, again, it's not a misogynistic viewpoint. It's a brotherly viewpoint. Right. And I, and I think a lot, of, a lot of this is where a lot of lodges are losing that Masonic esoteric education. They're not giving it out. Yeah. They're not talking about it. They're not bringing it up. There's no um, lectures. There's no groups of people like us talking about these things. And I feel if your lodge isn't involved at some one way, shape, or form in any of those topics that I just brought up, then that's how you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. And that's where the decline is. Because if you study the data, the data means, meaning you know what people like, what people dislike, or what people are looking for, it's always going pointing towards esoteric knowledge. And a lot of people join masonry for that and don't get it. Yes. And I unfortunately was one of those people. And fortunately I was able to form, you know, with my buddy, with my good friends right here, we were able to do our own thing and create something that gave that back. And I feel that's a key in masonry right there. That's, that's one of the keys that you could unlock, open that door and bring in more people who are interested in the esoteric knowledge. Now you're going to get, you know, you're some nut jobs here and there, but you know, guard the Westgate. Well, yeah. you know, guard, guard everything well, and you will be, you'll be, you'll be successful. And it's worked here. It's well, worked here. When I came here and uh, got with you guys with the esoteric studies, uh, I felt like a lone wolf for a while, uh, going to different lodges visiting because it wasn't there. And now I go into lodges and, uh, like the other day, I went to another first degree, and 
I was sitting there listening to a worshipful talk to the candidate. And he looked up at me and was like, you all right with this? I was like, man, I'm home. <laughs> you know, what else are you going to tell him? And it was, he was shocked that I was so receptive to it because a lot of people aren't. You know, there was no one really sitting at the table. It was me, him, and the candidate. And I was enjoying it because it's the exact same thing that I hear every show or we talk about every, you know, couple of days when we're all just sitting around talking about things. It was it was home. You know, this is knowledge that that candidate was supposed to get because he need to know what he's going into. It's so much like it's so much like hearing about you know, whether it be a religious teaching where they say that you have to provide the food, you have to provide the nourishment. And the nourishment is the knowledge. And when candidates aren't getting nourishment, they're going to die. Mm -hmm. And if that nourishment needs to be esoteric knowledge and the connections of the magic within our fraternity in our organization then it's feeding it's 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 doing its job it's providing nourishment and you know that is unfortunately it seems that there is a lot of that missing people are missing nourishment and they're dying and they're going away going someplace else or leaving completely from the fraternity because you don't have that bond anymore there's nothing to really talk about right and you know, yeah, we have our social nights here. We have them twice, you know, twice a month. Um, but, you know, each social night is different for me because at some point, sometimes it's just social where we're we're just chilling. And sometimes it gets really deep into some some conversation, um, you know, that we're having, especially if you're talking to James. It, you know, there's there's some you know, rabbit holes that it, we go down. It's so funny that you say that because I was just thinking right now that it really I think a lot of this the concept for keepers of the word and this esoteric study group really stemmed from us just talking, talking on Friday nights about stuff that we were interested in, you know, some, like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That just yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, you guys like, got to <laughs> share James too. Sometimes. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey, you know, every time I get the, pro- the, the honor of talking to James, is, is there's so much he has so much knowledge and I like that I like that we have brothers here that have different areas of and expertise. it all started on a Friday night yeah. just yeah I mean I, I, hey that's where I came in here it was on a Friday night it was on a Friday night what are you yeah. doing Friday night I know that's what you asked me I was like nothing yeah hey, we got a social you want to come to the social <laughs> and you're gonna hang out but, so um, I mean unfortunately I haven't had a opportunity to sit down and talk to James uh, directly I've listened to him uh, Wealth of knowledge, Dude. you know, just a wealth of knowledge. And it's a breath of fresh air that it's not that, you know, he'll tell you, don't go down this hole. Yeah. You know, I've heard him say that when you said the rabbit hole, I've said, heard him say that. Nah, nah, you don't want to study that. Yeah. And you want to yeah. follow him, Kazak listener on Instagram. Please do that. Uh, he loves when people follow him. So, you know. Go give him a, a He was a at shout. 11 more last week. Yeah. We, like, we want to get him up there. So if you can, please follow Kazak Lister. He loves you him. You won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. He's awesome. Is he, is he on? Yeah, he's probably talking shit. It's okay. It's okay. He loves me. Uh, he likes watching us. Yeah, What's up, man? What's up, James? Homie. You know, it's it's a good addition to the team. You and, saw that You I'm saw that Bone Ossuary episode yeah. that I went live on. I know you enjoyed it. Yeah. Also, Brian, you know, Brian is another another brother who is, uh, 
you know, he's, he's knocking on the door and I look forward to, you know, having him go through the, yeah. the degrees and he, he's very into the esoteric and he's also very well versed in that knowledge. And these conversations that we have Friday nights where we're just hanging out and having a beer or, you know, doing our thing and enjoying our time and enjoying this, these conversations is where that this is what this is about. Yeah. This is what the fraternity is about is for you to be around like minded people that understand what's going on and you're getting value out of it and you're yeah. getting the nourishment that you need and the brotherhood and the everything and the the humbling you know at times uh, especially when uh james is talking uh you guys are talking it's it's wonderful just to sit and watch and even if i have something interject i'm like no 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 i just want to listen to this you know some people need to listen to that you know, sometimes and not just, just talk sit, all the time. Yeah, not just talk all sometimes the time. Just sit check. back and listen. No need to flex. Yeah, just listen. Yeah, and and I don't have, I, I don't know it all, man. It's okay. I, I I admit it. I don't. I don't fucking. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of people that know more than I do, and I'm I'm okay with that because I'm continuously learning from other brothers and other friends and you know people who are from other orders and things like that. And I'm continuously learning. And I, if I could take that knowledge and pass it on to somebody else later on. That's awesome. Then, then, you know, I think, I think this is working for that specific thing where, where a new candidate comes in, um, able to take the knowledge that I've learned from everybody and pass it on to him. And hopefully he uses it in a positive manner, you know, cause there's plenty of, there's plenty of people that could teach you things, but it's how they teach you. That is very important. And how you learn it. And how you learn it and how like, it, be, it stays with you. Earlier when uh, Johnny, uh, Jonathan was talking about when he was in the hospital, uh, when he came into the group, it was a point when all of us were coming together. And it wasn't a... It was a perfect storm. It was a perfect... It was a perfect... Synchronicity. Storm. No, it was a perfect yeah, storm. It was a perfect was storm. Because it wasn't just the brotherhood. It was outside. It was businesses. Performance G, One World, Indigo Beehive. Uh, Omen, you know, we have a, a group of brothers that are not only brothers on the inside, we're helping each other on the outside. And, you know, and I think from, that's very important. And too. from my, you know, my standpoint in business, I was talking to uh, Michael today for years, I was a lone wolf. You know, again, uh, you know, in business, it was, you know, I had to do this, I had to do that. And the biggest humbling thing was to hand off for a brother to say, man, I got you, you know, I and can to trust this and, and to trust and to trust it. Yeah. That's, that's hard. Wolf pack right yeah, there. That's it. This shit is unreal. <laughs> yeah. The trust and, and being able to, to really identify each other as, okay, well, if we're going to do business, the first thing is honor, right? Mm -hmm. Loyalty. And, you know, being Trust being trustworthy all our, and all of our obligations as Masons, they carry on over, especially in business. And I'm not saying that in me personally, I've always said this. I have to vet you first, even if you're a Mason, I don't give mm -hmm. a shit. I need to vet you first because if we're going to do business then it needs to be tried and true. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we have here in our in our in our group right here. We have that. And, and it's been working very, very good. I've been getting really good feelings since the beginning of that perfect storm till till now it's been a great experience for me a learning experience a positive experience 
and I look forward to whatever else comes. But it's an interesting road. Isn't that the exact same thing Bob Haynes said in our, our Shrine episode, how he came together in the craft? Yeah. How the brothers... I was, I was just thinking about those old, those, those yeah. quote-unquote old-timers yeah. that we that have, you know, a lot of them aren't around with us anymore. But a lot of those guys, especially in this lodge, and I don't know about other lodges, but from the experience I'd had here, they were the same way. They connected, and they were, it wasn't just about being brothers when the lodge door closed and the Tyler was sitting outside the lodge and they were doing their ritual inside. It was it was the after hours, and it was the weekends, and it was the trips to to Kern, you know, for Whiskey Flats days, and 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 the the holiday parties and the friends going over to other people's houses it was the bonds that tied and you know i've heard people like sean say sean donahue talk about you know these are guys that i would have never met in any other way than coming to this lodge that i call not only my brothers but i call them my friends Mm -hmm. and they're some of my best friends and yeah, I, I I think we're fortunate to be able to form bonds like that, and I I think some of our ancestors here at the at this lodge were very similar and had those same type of bonds, and and I think that's what has made this lodge great and continues to make this lodge great. I agree with you. I think on my first day that I stepped that I stepped in this lodge was during a social night, and it's funny because you know I'll, I'll remember the day for the rest of my life. I came in a suit. I put on a suit, right? And I'm like, all right, cool. I walk in and social media is really, it's really chillax. Casual. It's, it's we casual. already have kind of a casual. Yeah. Ellie Harbor's yeah. very casual. Everybody was in jeans. And I see this guy, beard, and he had his cut on jeans. And I'm like, shit, what day did I come with? <laughs> uh, fuck it. You know, it, it, was, it was a good experience. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I just got off work and I thought I'd stop by and meet some <laughs> of you guys. And- I just, I just, I was like, all right, well, you know, it was a good experience for me. I think, you know, it, it really lessened the anxiety because I know a lot of people are always asking, well, how do I join or how to find a lodge near you, see when they meet and then go introduce yourself. It's that simple. See if you mesh. Just don't be a dick. You know, let's be real. Let's, let's be real. Don't, don't be an asshole. Don't be a dick. You know, go, go and, and seek out the brotherhood seek out brothers be a good person when you're doing that you know go with good intention humble yourself humble yourself man because a lot of these men who are here and especially in this lodge i look up to a lot of them because they're great men they're good people they're good family good good husbands good brothers uh good fathers i mean it it, uh, i have a lot to learn from from these people they set that example for you so it helps me with with my son. It helps me with the guidance that you know I feel the husband that I, I want to be the husband the, I want to be the guidance that I need to give to my business. kid because you know my kid's a nut job and and I got to put him on He's straight every kid, once in a while. Dude. You know what I'm Slow saying? Slow Joe Burn. Slow Burn Joe. Slow Burn Joe. Yeah, you can follow him on on Instagram. Slow Burn Joe. Um, <laughs> shameless I, plug. Shameless, shameless plug. <laughs> do it. But anyways, it's 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 one of those things where you're taking you're taking all these good parts from everybody and you're formulating them into something that you can give back to. And I think that's, that's the part that really, really entices me because I, I get to give it back at the end of the day. I give it back to somebody, whether it's again, going back to that, the tenants, good counsel, you know, always giving good counsel. And, um, you know, 
Michael, you're younger than me. Joe's younger than me. And I turn to you guys for counsel. You know, Ron and I turn to each other for counsel. And it's, it's not about uh, who knows more. It's at times you need yeah. someone. And you need someone lodge, to tell you don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, James Tony. No. Don't do that. Okay. No. No, please. And, no. So, and, and sometimes, like you were stating, sometimes it's a younger man that's telling you something. Sometimes it's an older man yeah. that's telling you something. And I'm if you're to willing to humble yourself and listen and take the lesson and make yourself a better person from it, then it's worth it regardless. And those of you asking, you know, you cannot be made a Mason over the internet. It doesn't work that way. You have to go to an actual lodge physically and then go through your degrees physically there in order for you to be becoming Freemason. Um, this doesn't happen over the internet. You know, again, stop asking about the Illuminati, please. It, we're done. Uh, there's a lot of clandestine lodges that could possibly take your money and, and will you know, take and your money. will take your money. And you know, it's, it's is, like is, that. Is, Protect yourself. Is G above no. the Eve still out there? Is, is he still watching us? I know he, He's not? Okay, no. so G Above the East talked about one experience where someone was going to make him a 33rd degree and all he had to give him was $500 or only? whatever. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was only $500. So, you know, that Sucks. was... He, well, the, uh, he, he knew about it right away, so he recognized it, luckily. But unfortunately, people are being preyed upon. It was, uh, it the other day, uh, a good friend of mine had a city bid procurement and a gentleman came in that was going for the bid and he dropped down a business card and immediately my friend took a picture of the business card shouted over to me and said hey do you know this guy that business card had more masonic credentials on it than i'd ever seen in, <laughs> in the world immediately i shouted over to you guys and it was a joke to us but it, it, it was it, a joke but it wasn't a it joke wasn't, i mean yeah. luckily for those of us who know about clandestine organizations we are able to recognize in the state of california we are free and accepted masons and any F recognized and organization within california are f and am free and accepted masons the other faction of masonry is ancient free and accepted masons or af and am and in other states, AF and AM, Texas, a lot of the eastern seaboard has AF and AM, Massachusetts, etc. Um, California is F and AM. There is not a recognized AF and AM organization in California that is legitimate. This business card had AF and AM on it. So it was immediately right away known for me. This is clandestine. This is this is this is not a legitimate Masonic organization. So, it is what it is. And I like how he had to point out that he was a thirty third illustrious. <laughs> he was thirty third and master mason. Most thirty thirds that I've met there. never tell you that they're thirty third, yeah. and you don't know because unless you you're involved in the Scottish Rite and, and you see it on and the you wall. see that on the wall or you see their hat and you know going down that road. And some thirty thirds that I've met, they would have never told you, you know, and and they're really cool people man you know i know we hold that's an honorary degree yeah. you know for those people that that's are, are, that's how they got you're it not because a high enough level mason yeah. those folks right there that's the 33rd is the highest but it's honorary that means that you've done a lot of work and you've helped out your community a lot in order to get that honor so it's 
you know, it's a very special degree, I feel. And hopefully one day one of us can go down that path and maybe maybe we get it, maybe we don't. But I'm not here to get the 33rd. I'm here to build this brotherhood and, and be here with my brethren and help, you know, make this fraternity greater than what it is. And it's a shame when uh, individuals like that with that card uh, wants to be out there. And I'm saying perpetrating a fraud because of the work that I see done here, the work that I see within a lot of the Masonic lodges here in California. We would never go out and drop down a, a card to try to gain business. Nah, right. We don't we, recruit. You know, we don't recruit. We don't promote. You know, you may catch us with our square and compass shirt on or something like that, but we're not out we're, because, we're, because we're proud of our yeah, I'm of proud, our fraternity. I'm proud of my heritage. fraternity, and I wear it for you to ask me. Yeah. If you want to join this, that's that if you see a man wearing a square and compass, you ask him, Hey, yeah, you know. but it's not for business purposes. No, we're not doing this to, Hey, can I get free concert tickets? No, no, ain't no. gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. No Lady Gaga for you. Hey guys, uh, so when do I get my one million dollar check? Oh, you didn't, Uh-oh. you didn't get that. Okay, okay, oh. since you're on jokes, I got some, I got some a little more lighthearted for you here. So you're talking about showing up in your suit. So, when I was growing up as a kid, my dad's lodge was a very formal lodge. They wore tuxedos to every event, including their stated meeting nights. Whoa. So Pops always had a tuxedo on, so I knew. Comes time for me to join. All right, my first stated meeting, I'm going, I get in my tuxedo, and I show up here, and the guys are in there it was probably the summertime so i think they may have been in their hawaiian shirts and you know (laughs) khakis really really casual and i was like i'm a little overdressed (laughs) luckily i live five minutes away from lodge and i was able to go back home and get a little bit less a little bit less dressed up, a little more casual. But what would you have done if you came back less casual and then they had all they the would have been tuxedos? I probably would have gone home and never <laughs> came back. <laughs> like, okay, that's it. it. It's I'm, tuxedo I'm done. t-shirts. I'm done. <laughs> Should always have one. Oh, man. So yeah, I mean, those experiences when when you're knocking, you'll never forget them. I'll never forget mine. And it's one of those things where you learn. You learn right then and there what the culture is at that lodge and each one is different and no matter where you are in the united states i know for for you know the united states it's different in each state it's different in each lodge and it, you're going to be around different folks with with uh, many different views of, of esoteric knowledge and hopefully you if you're into that you find that lodge that you fit in with and you're able to learn you're able to learn these things and uh, we're, I'm, I'm very happy to have this, this group. I'm very happy to, to uh, create this for us. Um, you know, Ron is the, the father of Keepers of the Word, and I'm very, very happy that, you know, he brought us into this fold and we made this happen. Um, it wasn't something that just transpired overnight. It literally took, you know, several, I won't say years, huh? before we actually did something it's taken years it's taken multiple brothers it's taken lots of of ideas and energy to direct it where it is now and it's you know like i always say when we plant trees that when we plant the seeds for future shade trees we don't necessarily know what kind of benefits we're going to personally get out of it but there's always there's already been so much flourishing within this organization within our 
within the keepers of the word that it makes me proud to know that I've I've been a part of it and been involved in it and continue to enjoy it myself and 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 want to continue doing the things that we're doing within this so yeah I, th- I think uh going forward we have a lot of things going on especially like with, with our inception of esoteric con which uh, is pretty much uniting everything into one place and we're doing that here september 7th which i think is going to be really awesome go to keepers of the word.net to get your tickets and you'll see some more information on there on you know how you could be a vendor or how you can be involved um I, I feel you know us being able to bring that to the table along with you know other lodges that that share our same common interests like for instance uh south pasadena they ha- they're having a masonic con very soon um that that is going to be huge especially over there we we went to that lecture with lawn milo duquette mm-hmm. and they gave out a whole bunch of information um and you go to i guess south pasadena um uh, south pasadena instagram and you could check their links and you can go to masoniccon.com and and check them out um they're putting on a huge production three days in south in in at their lodge they're gonna have a bunch of lecturers they're gonna have screenings i believe um johnny royals i show. think they're doing their debut for illuminati at, yeah the, the debut is gonna yeah. be there johnny mm-hmm. royal is I, I believe he's gonna uh, talk uh-huh. about it mm-hmm. which i definitely want to check out so yeah. i have a feeling uh keepers we'll of the there. words definitely gonna be there we'll be at there. masonic con so if you can come come chill with us hang with us we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be get involved and doggo um hopefully we get doggo on the show soon well, i look forward to that um and and going forward there's just a bunch of things we got going on man like uh with omen with 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 everything that we, and it's all positive it's all great and i love it man and, and i think it's going to just continue to flourish you know um with our production with with the people that we have around us it's just it's a positive thing for me right. and I've, I've had nothing but good things happen so i'm really grateful for you guys and and i'm really grateful for you know everybody that's we've come in contact through this through this vessel of you know keepers of the word agreed yeah agreed <laughs> agreed <laughs> agreed so that's it uh, okay so let's uh let's wrap it up and uh let's talk about you know let's give some shout outs real quick you know i want to say what's up to um at refreshment you know it's a new it's a new show give them a give them a uh, a like a follow and check out their show they're they're about mason brothers at refreshment having a beer and talking about masonry and it's something different and i think there's something that we could also take take away from what you know what they're talking about and and i think brother carl hearn is on that show right yes from ascended masters clothing go ahead and check out his his uh clothing um i i, I recently called somebody out on our page who was you know these these companies were stealing his his clothing designs yeah, his and, ideas. Put, and and putting them on as their own and I I ask every mason man make sure you know who you're buying your yeah. your stuff from because there's a lot of guys on there pretending you know creating these fake accounts they're not masons they're just putting on you know they're copying and pasting things and they're they're making you believe they're masons and you're buying their clothing and it's you know what might as well just go on, on if if you can't communicate with them if you can't have a conversation with them if you can't look at their look at them being more than just a bunch of masonic symbols that they post in all their pictures but you can see them attend you know i mean you see brother carl hearn you you 
he's involved with um, everything, with everything. lots <laughs> of different organizations, and he's going to conventions, and he's posting all that stuff. It's obvious that he's a brother, and his intentions are right. And so to to want to spend less money on a knockoff product is not only disrespectful to brothers, but it's just outright wrong obnoxious yeah. and wrong I've, so uh, on that art uh, that post i saw a lot of brothers stating uh well it's cheaper here it's cheaper there it, only thing you're doing is destroying a brotherhood yeah yeah you know, because can, i'd rather pay the extra five bucks and supporting cowans yeah. you're supporting, supporting, supporting cowans. a guy who just doesn't give a shit about yeah. masonry dude if you're if you're gonna buy from freemasonry graham brick masons there's a whole bunch of those sites that you know they're they're just fake, you know. And I'll call you out, and I don't care. If you got and what, a problem, what did some it. somebody said something about that? A lot of these sites are in countries where masonry isn't even legal. Exactly, like they're Pakistan. They're from Pakistan, or they're right. from China, you know. And I don't know if 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 we have a lodge in China. I, I doubt no. we do. Um, but th- that's where they're from, you know. And and if you're supporting that, well then, well, good luck to you, man. But I think it sucks, dude. And that's where I stand. You know, so follow, you know, support your brothers. Um, also, Fossil Bluff, uh, he makes some badass things and check him out. Um, there's a couple other brothers Fraternal I wanted to mention. Ties. Fraternal Ties, man, he makes awesome ties. Nice. Really cool stuff. There's a lot of brothers out there that really make cool things for brothers. They're by brothers, you know, so uh, make sure you, you, you're doing business. If you're a brother, do business with brothers because you're helping him out. That's how he's making a living. That's how he's, he's, you know, supporting his family family and bringing you cool new stuff, you know, so, you know, check them out. That's how it was done in the old days. Exactly. We help each other out. We support each other. And I think that's very, very important. So another, you know, again, Masonic con coming up, make sure you check that out. Um, I want to say what's up to Samsung technologies, performance G motorsports, um, LA Harbor. Thank you for letting us use this, this lodge. Uh, Indigo Beehive Creative, which is the production company that takes care of this and a bunch of other things. And most importantly, all of our fans, thank you. Really, thank you very much because it just makes it makes it better. I love doing this, and I'm glad I can give you this content. Let's say one thing. Um, any local lodge out there that they have degrees coming up, anything along that line, any of our followers, drop us a line let us know. You know, Keepers is always on the road. We want to come out and see yeah. you and support you. We like to support other lodges. We like to come out for degrees. Oh, and congratulations to one of our followers, uh, Shane Shoemate. Uh, just was initiated at Garden Grove Lodge. So Congratulations, congratulations. Shane. Congratulations. And uh, one last thing, guys. Uh, make sure you guys get your uh, Keepers of the Word pin on keepersoftheword.net. Um, the guys are working really hard on uh, exclusive access to things for people that support the show. So we'd really appreciate if you guys can grab some of those pens on the website. All right. And that's all we got for today. We knocked out this episode and thank you very much over.